Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. for the next at least 45 minutes. <clears throat> Some running on coffee and water and a bacon, egg, and cheese hot pocket I had this morning. So that's what's happening that's interesting today. Um, actually, no, I do have other stuff um, to say. Okay, I just had to add something here because I will forget if I don't write it down. And yeah, Laura, if you heard typing, it's kind of like too bad. <laughs> it's never going to change. And I'm not going back and over-editing everything. This is who I am. (laughs) This is who I am. And you've known me for like 10 years. It'll be like, what, 11 years in September? I don't remember. But you've known me for quite some time. And you know that I only change if I have to. And considering that I hit another milestone with this podcast, not changing it. So (laughs) not changing anything I do or my format. Love you anyway, though. I appreciate you. But not changing it. So this week, I had my interview for my 911 dispatch position. They call it a telecommunications person um, out here, which is weird because I would just think of 911 dispatch and that's it. Um, applied for two different jobs, and uh, that's the one that I would prefer to move forward with because there was another one where it was like jury processor or some shit, another clerk position in the courts, but... I don't know how crazy I am about doing that because that that feels like the same shit I've always been doing. And right now I'm trying to focus on new endeavors and getting different types of experience in different areas. So, um, okay, so that's weird. Sorry, I just got an email notification on my phone regarding the uh, another position I applied for. So just applying for jobs like crazy, even though I've already got one. Um, I recently quit the salon. I don't think I talked about this last week because it's just happened. Uh, it happened Saturday morning pretty much because I've had enough of being taken advantage of. And I'm not doing it in 2021. And I'm sure I've made that very clear to you guys. And it just doesn't make any sense to do a job that I was not hired to do. So here's the thing. So there's a couple of things with this salon job that have me pissed off. And one of the things is is that... When I applied for the position, it said 15 to 30 an hour in the ad for this salon, which is the only reason why I applied for it, because that's crazy money to make at a salon unless you're like super, super experienced, like older than I am pretty much. And I've had more hands on and know a lot more technical stuff than I do. Not that I don't know what I'm doing and not that I'm not a damn good stylist, but I think it's a little unfair to put that in an advertisement and then offer me 11 an hour to do that job, which let's get, let's go even further into it. I was not even doing 
By the way, this is episode five, I think, of season three. Yes, season three, episode five. Apologize for that, because I just dove right into it because I'm so annoyed by the events that transpired after quitting this place. So, as I was saying, the ad posting said 15 an hour. The guy offered me 11. I assumed that it was going to be 11 an hour on top of, with tips on top, like with cash coming out on top. <laughs> like a little bouquet paycheck. But that's not what happened at all. I don't know what was miscommunicated. I don't know when it was communicated incorrectly. But I'm going to tell you right now that the only thing that I have done in that salon is clean. Okay. I have maybe touched four heads the whole time I was there, maybe eight. Let's be fair. I was there for about three weeks. I touched about eight people. You guys are all pervs, by the way. <laughs> I know what you are saying to me. I'm getting texts over how sexual things sound when I say them, and that's not my fault. That's between you and whatever you believe in. So, um, so eight people. And what I think of, what made me mad the most is that I was only cleaning throughout the day and they never had any good feedback to say about me at the end of the day. Okay. So although I'd be working my ass off cleaning, making sure they had everything they needed and quote unquote anticipating their needs, which is what they said was something important so that they can move as a unit, as like one team together. So that if something was missing, someone else would come around and replace it. Or if someone overheard some aspect of conversation, like a client wanting a beverage, the other person would hear it and automatically come out with whatever was requested, which is fine. I got the hang of it. I'm not... I'm not one of those people who usually says no immediately, but there's a point, you get to a breaking point where you don't want to do certain things anymore, and that salon was not the environment for me. So this is what happened. So I was working at, as, at 11 an hour as a maid for this salon. That's what I'm going to say from now on, because I was not a stylist. I wasn't cutting hair. I blow-dried maybe two, three people the whole time I was there, and only as help. And let's just put the cherry on top of the Sunday of not getting any of the cash tips or getting any tips for anybody I helped. So the two stylists, Ben and Michelle, were keeping 100% of the tips and not sharing it with me if I helped work on that client, which I think is pretty shitty because even salon assistants get a cut of the tip because they helped with the style, with the final look, which I'm not a dick and I'm not going to point that out to anybody, but that's just common sense. Like if someone helped me do a blow dry, even in school, we used to do that shit. Let's go one back further. When I was in school and people would help each other, I would split the tip with whoever helped me because that's just good manners and common sense and that's how you get along with people in a salon. You share the wealth, okay? Even did that in the shitty salon where I worked in, in Monroe with the stupid-ass owner who still owes me $500, which I still have to call about. Thank you for reminding me. But you can't have me do things for you and not compensate me correctly. So... This continued for three weeks. I know I only worked there three days a week. I know I had four days off. It was kind of like living the life, but not living the life financially sound. So I had had enough due to last Friday's events, which I'm going to explain to you. I was a little bit late to work of my own volition, of my own idiocy, of not having enough time to be prepared for the day. So I went... 
And I got there like 10 minutes late, so 10 after 10. And they wanted to do the huddle that morning, which is the stupid little pep talk they give between the three of us to be like, hey, go team, go team. This is the goals. This is where we should be. This is where we are right now. How do we get there? Da da da. The day before, we'd had a monthly meeting where I had to come in an hour early, which, okay, whatever. So that's, that's what happens with that. So we did the monthly meeting, and then Friday we had the huddle. I was late, so I didn't do the huddle or anything like that. And, of course, you know, I texted Ben, the owner, who should be a little bit more responsible with his phone, who isn't, which is very unprofessional, especially if I have a concern or question. And I told him, I said, um... I said, listen, I'm running a little bit late. I had a personal thing. I will be there as soon as possible. So he said, okay. But he never let Michelle know. So, of course, when I get there and I'm hustling in and huffing and puffing, whatever, I get there and fucking Michelle follows me back to the break room and she goes, listen, we re- I really need you to keep the communication open because I know you told Ben you were coming in late, but he didn't check his phone to tell me. So I was not in the loop of any of that information. Fine. My apologies. I said, next time, okay. At least I know I'll text you. She goes, either text me or text both of us so we're both aware. But it, it, it disrupts the flow of the salon. And I wanted to be like, bitch, what fucking flow are you talking about? You both had one person each. I'm not missing anything. There was nothing to have missed in that place. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't have me to fucking scrub your toilet for you that morning? Or you didn't have me to the fucking, you know, wash your towels and dry them for you? Or, you know, help you wipe Okay, like what the fuck flow did I mess up being 25 minutes late? There was no fucking flow. How about you act like I don't work there and do what you normally would have done without a third fucking person? How about that? So she's like, you missed the huddle in which I praised you for all your good work yesterday and for taking initiatives on taking photos of clients and everything and da da da. She's like, I praised you for that. And then you show up late. And I wanted to be like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you fucking kidding me right now? You want to get in my face about something because I had a personal matter to attend to, which is a lie, but it's none of her business anyway, because what I do with my time is none of her business. She's the salon manager. She could have a seat because she's not a brain surgeon. She's not, you know, curing cancer. She's cutting and coloring hair, which, yes, I'm starting to get bitter towards this industry because this is now two instances where I've worked in a salon where I thought I was good and I wasn't good, like treated well. Like my mental health has gone down the shitter because of people who are incompetent, inconsiderate of other people's feelings, and just concern themselves with how does shit affect me only. How about that? That's how I feel about that. So that was the first thing that bothered me that day. Every time, and then I think they felt some type of way for the rest of the day about me having come in late. So every time I would sit, it was just one second of sitting down. They would come up to me and give me something else to do. So I was on my feet the whole time. And I was not wearing the correct shoes to be on my feet all day. Like, usually I'll wear my Ugg boots because it was cold the past week or something. So, of course, I fucking wore wedges thinking that, you know, maybe it won't be too harsh on my feet. The first time I wore those shits at that salon, my toes were numb for two days. Okay. I don't know how Laura does it where she can actually run in them. These heels were actually thicker. Laura wears, like, thinner heels to go to work. On the weekend, she wears thicker heels. That bitch can run in everything but flat shoes and sneakers. So I don't know what voodoo fucking magic she has going on, but I don't want to ask. So, uh, so of course, my feet were killing me. So every few seconds, because I'm working on other projects too. Like I'm doing like 
clerical duties as well. I'm checking people out. I'm updating things. I'm looking on the website and everything. I'm looking at how to upload these photos. I'm coming up with templates to be more effective and efficient in the salon as far as chores and stuff. I'm also helping with keeping track of who's taking photos and who isn't, uh, who's doing the 360 experience and who isn't. Like I'm creating Excel spreadsheets for these people and going above and beyond my role in that salon. And somehow nothing has been negotiated as far as pay when I should have been getting 15 an hour the whole time because that's what was in the ad. So that's where I'm at with that. So let's go back to that Friday. After, so I then decided that I was going to start hiding the rest of the day because I'd had enough of this bullshit of them both checking up on me as if, as if they can't do their own shit, you know, like they became so dependent on me that they didn't seem to be able to function, which is bullshit because it's been the two of them for about two years is what Ben told me. So act like I'm not there. And what you call it. So lunchtime comes around, which is about three hours into the day. So around one o'clock. So Michelle is working on a client and she ran out of toner. So she gave a list of toners and stuff that she needed to Ben. And Ben relayed the information to me and said, when you have a minute, because I was folding towels and shit like I usually am. He said, when you have a minute, can you do me a favor and just run to Cosmoprof really quick and pick up these products that we need? So I said, sure. And then I said, you know, I'm kind of hungry. So I might grab something to eat while I'm out there. Would you like anything? So of course I asked him, he said he wanted something. So he gave me that order. And then of course, Michelle wanted something. So she gave me her order and that was it. And then I fucking dipped and, you know, went to go get everything. But of course there's traffic. And, um, as soon as I grabbed my food after grabbing theirs before my own, I started to scoot back to the salon And of course, prior to me having been on my way back there, I start fucking getting texts from Michelle asking when I'm coming back because she needs the toner. So I said, I'm on my way back. It should be like 15 minutes. So she goes, okay. So she's like, so then like five minutes later, she goes, if you think you're going to be back within the next 10 minutes, I'm going to start washing. And so the ETA said two, whatever, or one, whatever, whatever. So I think I went around 1230 and it said one, 115, I'll be back at the salon. So I hadn't even been gone that long. And of course, you know, she looks stressed, whatever. So I came, I ran back in as usual with everything in hand, all the lunch orders, everything. And then um, have, after having called Ben twice to ask him questions about the products because some of the stuff they didn't have. So of course, I fucking run back in there like a chicken with the head cut off. I put the lunch in the back. I put the toner on the counter and everything. And then everything went back to normal. Everything was business as usual. I was trying to eat in between being asked to do all this shit. So I threw the wrap, the chicken wrap down my throat that I bought from Publix, which was really good. Chicken tender wrap. What? So, you know, after doing all that, I go back to my cleaning duties and everything. And then I start watching, like observing what they're doing because they both had a client each and I was just chilling, whatever. And then, you know, we get to the end of the day where everything is all chill and everything. And Ben turns to me and he was asking me what pictures he should post because I was doing, I did a blow dry and he started taking candidates, which I started doing so that we can get a more authentic feel of what goes on in the salon because I'm a marketing person apparently. And I think of what looks approachable and what doesn't. So I took a lot of candidates the day before I took some candidates that day. And then he took over taking candidates because Michelle had asked me to blow dry her client while she was putting foils in the other one so that nobody was really sitting and I was doing my part to help everybody so we can keep the schedule moving. And of course, you know, we get to the end of the day, uh, Ben finished earlier because he didn't have anyone really after six o'clock. 
because whatever he did on his last client, he was done with sooner. So of course, Michelle was kind of behind because of the situation with the toner. But of course, me helping her moved her along to the fact where, you know, she got done on time. Well, on time to close. So at the end of the day, Ben had asked me to start cleaning up, which I usually do. And he was like, I want to make sure that all the seats are clean because we had an event coming up for like free haircuts and free meals. And we had an event coming up that Sunday, which was Super Bowl Sunday, which just passed recently. And uh, if you're listening to this, you know, the box won. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Maybe, you know, Laura, get your shit together. <laughs> Laura doesn't like when I do spoilers. And I said, but it's not shit you're going to watch. Like none of the things that I spoil are in anywhere in her wheelhouse, you know? Like I, like she gets mad at me because I spoil things, but some of the shit I talk about is not that recent. And, you know, I usually tell people to stop what they're doing and just go watch it. Mm. So I had to take a sip of water. Um, so back to what happened. So of course, at the end of the day, he's like, I want to clean everything due to the event coming up, I guess. He wants to make sure the place was like super clean. So I said, no problem. I'll start the process. And he said, I'll be right behind you with the mop. So of course I start cleaning. I wipe down whatever seats weren't used. I start sweeping the whole joint up so that he can mop and whatever. And then he fucking runs up to the front and he goes, he goes, while Michelle's working on her person, can you do me a favor and like, just help me out and just, you know, mop. And I said, yeah, sure. No problem. Like I'm a, I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. So I'm that type of person that I'm, you know, I was like ride or die for that job. And, you know, for 11 an hour too, and you can't get much better loyalty than that. So of course I'm mopping the place and he said he would be right back. Like he said he'd be back. So like to just help until, you know, and then of course, so I mop the whole place and he comes back like after the fact, like he comes back at 801 after like, you know, the girls checked out already and everything else. The place is entirely fucking clean. Thanks to me, by the way. And then, of course, we sit down to do like our debrief for the day, which is where we talk about what happened, what we can improve on and how things are going. And they evaluate me a little bit and give me some feedback, which is whatever. I don't really listen to it anyway. But that day I'd had enough of the bullshit because it seemed like I was the only one running around and sweating in that place and everybody else is reaping the benefits and rewards and I'm not reaping shit. So at the end of the day, of course, you know, Michelle has to open her big, stupid fucking mouth and go, you know, I don't know if it was communicated to you that I needed those toners super quick, but I needed those quick. And, you know, the 25, it set me back 25 minutes for my entire day with all my clients. She's like, I know I received the help and everything, but, you know, it it doesn't look good on my timing to have to have the client sit there for longer than necessary with product in their hair. And then Ben tried to hop in and tell her that he didn't tell me that. But of course, she cuts him off because he's so quiet and meek, whatever. So that that fucking pissed me off because she she was mad, but she's the one making all the money off of it, even though I helped her with several things that day and a blow dry, which I didn't see any cash for that. Also didn't see any cash for the eyebrow wax I did Thursday or the last or last week, whenever it was. Didn't get any cash tip on that. Didn't get any tip on the fucking blow dries. Nothing. So I'm receiving no benefits. I'm just getting the 11 an hour and just chilling. So I'm like, so why am I busting my ass so hard for this place? Especially not being reimbursed for gas and, you know, not being properly communicated. Like nothing good happened that day. And then, of course, you know, Ben has to say that he would rather me be 
on the floor with them, like, you know, basically sitting on the person's lap, watching them do foils, foils or like a color application. So I'm like, is this guy for real? Like, we're not doing the Lord's work. We're not curing cancer. We're doing hair color. And I'm not even getting any hands-on time in. So if you really wanted to properly train me within the 30 to now 90 days of probation, you would have me do some things and fucking observe me and help me out. Not the other way around. That shit is so boring to watch someone do that. Like, I'd rather watch videos. There's so much free education out there. Like, I'm standing on my feet thinking I'm doing a good job for you guys, and you come back with all this stupid bullshit I'm not doing. Because then Michelle goes, you know, um, if you have time and you see that that myself and Ben are working on someone, maybe you could do, like, a lap or two around to see if, uh, you know, anything needs to be cleaned. Like, she goes, and you'll get it. She's like, you know, I know we have that Excel spreadsheet that shows the tasks and everything, but you'll get it. Don't worry about it. We'll show you what to do. And I'm like, what? Like, in my head, I'm like, there's no possible way that there's a better way to clean this place than how I've been doing it unless we get down on the floor on our hands and knees and use a toothbrush. So I had decided that night, Friday night into Saturday morning, because Friday I was like, maybe I'll give it another chance. But Saturday morning, I woke up and I said, I don't have to deal with this bullshit. It's not an ego thing, even though it kind of is. But I'm a 31-year-old and you have me doing a job I was not hired to do, which I would be okay with doing, cleaning up and everything, scrubbing toilets if I was also cutting hair, which I'm not doing. And like I said before, at the start start of this incident, I am now discouraged from ever doing hair again in a salon. I will only work for myself as a side hustle out of my home because I can't deal with this industry and these bullshit ass people who think that whatever they're giving me is fair when you look at the prices of the place and a female haircut is $55 and I'm making 11 an hour. You can for sure bet your bottom dollar that I will never set foot in that place again, only to pick up my shit. Which I have to figure out what I'm going to do because I start my new job tomorrow and it's from 9 to 6. So maybe at some point during my training period with this new job, which is work from home, by the way, um, I'm going to pick up my shit at some point. And what's even more disconcerting to me, what, what makes me more uncomfortable about this situation are the texts that went back and forth between Ben and I. Well, actually, it was mostly Ben talking to himself. Because Saturday morning, I sent Michelle a text, and I'm going to read it to you word for word, because I don't want anyone to say that I wasn't efficient in how I quit. So let's see. So I said, good morning, Michelle. Since you said you're the person to text because you check your phone more often than Ben, I'm following your instruction. When I was hired, I thought I was going to actually be doing hair alongside two great people. So far, this is not the case, as I have only been helping maintain slash become the support role in the salon. I feel that the position has taken a turn from hairstylist to salon assistant, which is fine, but is not the position I chose when joining your team. I've taken a lot of time over the past few days to decide whether I want to continue working in this establishment and have decided that I won't be working there any longer. I thank you for the opportunity, but it no longer seems viable to continue this working relationship considering that I'm not being put to real use. I will come by during the week to collect my things. Again, thanks for the opportunity and please pass this message along to Ben. That was Saturday morning. 
So now after that fucking nonsense happened, Ben texts me and he goes, good morning, Corinne. I've been telling everyone that you're a hairstylist. I thought I was clear that the first 30 to 90 days we would be acclimating you into the salon environment before training you up to our service standards. I think it's been three weeks. You were great. I'm so sorry, Corinne. I valued you a lot. I would love to talk to you about your decision to not work here to better understand what's going on. Your text to Michelle was a real slap in the face to both her and I. We cared deeply about you. Can't believe you quit like that. That's so weak. You could have talked to me. Then he sent a picture of me blow drying hair, looking at him like, what are you doing? And looking fat as shit, by the way. Not a great picture. Gotta go to the gym. We work together as a team to achieve our goals as a company. There's no job we asked you to do that we don't do every day ourselves. Growth in our company doesn't happen solely by doing hair. We're clear on what we need from each other. We're open-minded and don't take offense to clear communication. We take pride in the appearance of our salon. We are in this together, bumping into each other, making each other better, building each other up. We understand everyone communicates differently. We communicate with love, kindness, and respect. We value teamwork, fun, integrity, purposefulness, and financial growth. We believe in earning our growth together. Honest and direct conversations can be uncomfortable. However, we must have these types of discussions to resolve issues, build relationships, prosper as individuals and a company to ultimately achieve success. Success. Please remember to not take these conversations personally as they are coming from a place of honesty and openness regarding how someone is feeling. Be open-minded when discussing issues and actively listen. Don't make assumptions. Look for the positive in the communication. Find common ground and compromise. So this was him talking to himself, dude. I didn't even answer him back, okay? I was driving to my mother's anniversary dinner, my parents' anniversary dinner, and was not responding to any more bullshit because I was not going to stress myself out. So all of that is him talking to himself. So I texted back saying, we can talk one-on-one next week, but I don't think this convo should be continued via text. And then he texted me back saying, I tried calling you. Yeah, you tried calling me at 9.50 where I had already made my decision to be like, hey, fuck you. Like, but do you hear all this bullshit he's babbling? Talking about company this, company that. Like, stop reading out of your fucking policy. Like, stop reading out of your company handbook. I just don't give a fuck, okay? You're saying that all that shit was positive feedback. I'm tired and have been running around for days for 10 hours at a time. And you're going to tell me that I don't, you know, take things positively. Dude, I just don't care at eight o'clock at night. Like you've had me running around from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Where's my fucking money for gas? Where's my fucking money for having bought Michelle's lunch? That's $9 right there. I want my money back. Like you guys are on another level of ridiculous. And he's, he's texting me as though I broke up with him or something. I'm like, dude, we had a working relationship nothing else happened. (laughs) Nothing else happened. Okay. But that's, so that's the drama that happened with that fucking place. And that just took up 20 minutes of this podcast. How stupid is that? So anyway, but yeah, so I quit that place and I will be going to pick up my shit at some point, but I won't be working for those people. It's like joining a cult kind of like you go in there thinking one thing and then some other shit happens. And you know what? It is the second salon setting I've been in where actually this is the first one I think I've been in where I have not been allowed to immediately get to work. Smart style, although that boss was shitty and that's why I left. The owner was shitty. I left because of how I was treated, not because I didn't get to cut hair. 
And I left because there was no more clients coming in because the stupid bitch she hired after me fucked up any chance of that with her stupid ass attitude all the time. So that's that. So my next thing I wanted to get to talking about hair. Oh my God. I don't know if anybody's seen this, but have you seen that chick that fucking put Gorilla Glue in her hair? Oh my God. What kind of, you know, physicist (laughs) or (laughs) rocket engineer or, you know, what kind of spiritual leader do you have to be to think that Gorilla Glue is the same as like a got to be hairspray glue? How did we get there? What kind of chemist are you that you decided to put glue in your hair, child, and think that everything was going to be okay? Like this girl is still having issues. And I think this, this thing is like three days old, this incident, but she was all over Twitter talking about how her hair has not moved in four days. (laughs) She would, you know, it's not funny because it's just sad. Okay. It's, it's, it's where's your parents? (laughs) Where's your parents? I don't even know how old she is. I don't really care, but where's your parents? Anytime stupid shit like this, that's what I want to know. So apparently she posted on TikTok that she thought it would work the same. And then the shit went viral because her hair, she washed her hair like 15 times and it had not moved. If you check that shit out, her name is Tessica Brown. Okay. A friend of hers, so this the most recent thing that happened is a friend of hers helped her use goof off because this chick went to the emergency room after trying to soak her head in, you know, what was it? Fuck, I forgot what it was. Anyway, it was supposed to be like some adhesive glue remover shit. She was supposed to soak her head in, whatever. That didn't work. So she went to the emergency room. She's burning her scalp at this point because she's trying to use everything possible to, oh, rubbing alcohol. Thank you. Rubbing alcohol is what she was going to try and use on her head to try and get that off because that's what the company tweeted her back saying that's what she should do. First of all, they're stupid too. Hair's not the same as any other surface. Thank you. You can't have someone who put Gorilla Glue in her hair, fucking soak her head in rubbing alcohol and think that's going to work. It works on regular surface, not the hair. Someone, that's why, you know, companies giving misinformation out doesn't work because now that girl still had to go to the emergency room and still didn't have a problem solved. They used goof off her and her friend or goo off, whatever. I'm reading articles left and right. Don't know what the spelling is. Apparently they, it softened the glue enough. They cut her ponytail off. (laughs) They cut her braid off, dude. So they had to cut her braid because... That's as far as they got with taking the glue out. So it's still on the scalp portion of her hair, but they were able to soften it up where they got scissors through the braid portion. (laughs) So stupid. So the most recent update today I read on TMZ was that a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon offered to perform a procedure using surgical grade glue remover, which is going to be cut down into like three day sessions. So the, It's going to be one session a day for three days. And the process costs about $13,000 to do, but he's going to do it for free. Now that man's a genius because everybody's going to go to him for everything from now on because he helped that girl get that glue out of her hair. We'll stay posted on that. But then people wanted to assume that she did it for clout. Like, I'm not too sure about that. I don't know where people are getting that from because made her look like an idiot, number one, and now burned part of her scalp trying to take the shit out, number two, 
And she lost about 75% of her hair just now. So I don't think I would do anything for clout, okay? I'm not going to light my head on fire. I'm not going to do any of that shit because that will hurt. Uh, other instances of people getting hurt are like jackass, but that was a TV show and they warn you not to do that shit. This chick went ahead and did some dumb stuff, which I feel bad for. Very dumb. And I feel like she doesn't have a good relationship with anybody for them to tell her, don't do that. (laughs) I have so many friends that would tell me not to do something like that. Anyway, so, so, uh, couple other things I wanted to cover. So I think, so I had the, so I briefly went over the dispatch thing. I think I just completed their background check. It was like 15 pages and it was so exhausting, but I got through it. So that was exciting. I emailed it back to the lady because last time she said that I didn't, um, I hadn't sent it to the right place. So they never received it. So I sent it directly to her. So I hope, and she got it this time. Also, other shit that I read in the news. Actually, I read this today. I don't know if it's newsworthy or not, but I read it today. And I heard that Kim Kardashian is pissed off that people assume that the painting Northwest did was fake. Let me say that again. Northwest did a painting and the public is assuming that it was fake or someone else did it. Someone proved otherwise, didn't care to go through that TikTok. But here we go. So she got mad over something like that. And my only thing, my only question is why? Like, why are you upset about that? Like, you do like scummy reality TV. You guys have like no talent. You're just somehow good at getting money. There's a difference. Okay. You have no talent. You just have a lot of drama that people like to watch. And I can honestly say I've never watched one fucking episode of that show. And there's not too many people who can say that. Me, I think reality TV ended for me with Jersey Shore, okay? That shit was my favorite thing to watch. I have not watched any more reality TV besides Naked and Afraid, which is way up there compared to Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But she's getting mad that people think that that painting is fake. Girl, most shit on you looks fake. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Like, you're really upset that the one person in your life has more talent than you and that's why people are doubting it? She's got more talent probably in her pinky finger than you do in your fucking fake ass, okay? Okay, because you're, you're going to tell me that everything on you is real when we have all seen pictures of you pre-plastic surgery, all of y'all before, pre, before plastic surgery, which is everyone's right and you should get plastic surgery if you want to. But also get it only if you have a medical condition. Like, I'm going to tell you a story. So growing up, I had a gap in in between my two front teeth, okay? My dad had it, and I apparently inherited that gene from him. So I needed braces. I Well, my mom wanted me to have braces to correct it, because why not? So the health insurance that I had, my dental, would not cover it because they said it was a cosmetic act, like cosmetic situation. It wasn't medically necessary. So it was a choice to get braces. I didn't need them is what they were saying. So they didn't want to cover it. So my grandmother paid out of pocket for it. I had braces for 11 months. No gap, no more gap. I haven't worn my retainer in a while. Still no gap. Um, 
But that's what's funny about it is that, you know, only if it's medically necessary will insurance cover it. So Kim Kardashian basically got famous, like, having sex. <laughs> like, that's how anybody knew that bitch's name. Rob Kardashian was, like, who died, was, you know, I think he was the lawyer. He was an attorney for O.J. Simpson, which, let me tell you, I saw the funniest TikTok with James Corden. Oh, was it James Corden or was it Jimmy Fallon? It was, it was spill your guts or fill your guts, which, first of all, the second half of that, mm-mm. <laughs> So spill your guts, obviously you have to tell the truth about something or fill your guts. They had like multiple different plates around both of them in a circle. Table was around and they had multiple plates of different things. I think they were mostly disgusting. I don't know. But the part they showed on TikTok had her looking at a fish eye and it was Kourtney Kardashian. Or was it Chloe? I think it was Chloe. Chloe's the, well, she's not chunky anymore. She was the bigger one. She's the one I respected the most for, for her body anyway. So Chloe uh, was on the show. And of course, before he even read the question, he was like, who even wrote this? And you were like, oh, great, cool. It's going to be something scandalous, bro. They said, (laughs) the question went, ah, God. The question went something along the lines of, do you think OJ did it? And I was like, she's definitely going to eat the fucking fish eye, bro. She's not going to say anything. And the reason why is if you ever follow the story or if you watch, you know, People versus O.J. Simpson, the Kardashians were very familiar with the Simpsons. Simpson Browns, I should say, because Nicole Brown was the one who got killed. So they were very familiar with the whole case and everything. So if anyone knew what really happened with that case, it would be Khloe Kardashian because she's one of the older ones. So she was so I just I couldn't believe it. I laughed for a good 10 minutes. <laughs> Because that was great. Because I'm like, way to put her on the spot. You know she's going to eat that. She's not going to say anything on TV. She probably signed like a non-disclosure agreement or some shit about it. So that was my favorite thing to see on TikTok. Even though there's really other, there's good shit. Like I'll fall down a hole for a second, like the rabbit hole. But that was the best one I'd seen. Because you heard the crowd go, ooh, like, oh shit. <laughs> like roaring O's everywhere. Um, But yeah, so... If, you know, if Northwest did that painting, good on her. She'll make her own money. She won't need her mother's. Good on her double. Good on her times two. Because that girl is, that girl's, that girl has one talented person, which is Kanye. Okay. She has one parent that's fucking talented. Kim only knows, I feel like Kim would never be friends with me because I'd have to put her in her place all the time. And she has very sneaky friends who she pretends to know. That she pretends she doesn't know that they're sneaky. And then when they do some backhanded shit, she goes, oh, why? Why? You became friends with her because she was sneaky and did that to someone else. And she did it to you because she knew she could. Like, are we kidding? That's like with most celebrity friendships. I love it because they all become friends over some dumb shit. And then they want to act like, oh, my God, she was my best friend. She betrayed me. I'm so hurt. Girl, you can't be hurt. That's why you became friends with her. Because she does stupid shit. Like, I keep those friends around, but I keep them at arm's length. I don't want them knowing any of my business. I don't want them to know who I'm dating, who I'm not dating, who I'm hanging out with, who I'm not hanging out with. Like, you know, it's certain friends like that that will try and, like, cut in and take what you have. Because jealousy is a thing. So. But the Kardashians are bullshit. (laughs) I prefer the Jersey Shore family house. Mm. 
So another thing in other news, I applied for my master's in health administration with the University of Phoenix because I don't know how to give myself free time. <laughs> so if you, if you wanted to know another little piece about me, I don't know what to do with free time. So I would rather continue my education, especially in a setting where I can, which is from home. Don't have to travel to a campus. It's all online. I spoke to someone who went through that for billing and coding or something, or I forget what she went through it for, but she said that it was a very good program. It runs very smoothly. Uh, she hated one of her classes, but you know, it's not what I was asking. <laughs> I was asking if the format was user-friendly. Update on that. I found out today I was accepted and I begin at the end of the month. So I have two things going on. I got a work from home position and I'm doing school from home. So my life is going to be very busy for the next couple months. Um, but I can do University of Phoenix from anywhere. So depending upon where my life takes me, that is going to be a different story or a horse of a different color, as I say, from, you know, Wizard of Oz. What a great movie. Um, so I've pretty much covered most of the things in my notes. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah. So here's another thing having to do with hair. So again, of course, you know how snap stories or snap memories always make you feel some type of way when you see them and your hair looks different? Well, I'm contemplating cutting my hair again. Now, here's the thing. My hair, the texture of my hair is very fine some days. And when I have it straight, it looks dirty. When I have it curly, it's unruly sometimes. Um, it doesn't want to stay to a particular side. And then when it settles on a side, it looks greasy. I'm just having a constant struggle with my hair. I got to figure out some better products or something. But I was looking at my snap story, snap memories, and it was from my apartment in Cornwall. So cute. I could tell because like the walls were white in time, inside that entire place, which is cool because that's, that's what I liked. It was very simple to um, accessorize, whatever, with bed sheets, bed, whatever. Um, so uh, I, I saw a picture of my hair being like shoulder length and it was so cute because it was so curly. I think it was longer than shoulder length because it bounced and hit the sh and hit the shoulder. Last year around this time, my hair was straight and short and it was disgusting. But of course, somehow I make these looks work. I'm just excited. Uh, so that that's my little thing about hair that had to do with salon shit earlier, but I didn't really piece it together or put it together properly in my notes. I also wanted to discuss some more shit I heard this week that was fucking hysterical. Well, not funny for those people involved, but funny for me. Which, you know, is probably a petty thing to do. But I think it's just so stupid. It's so exhausting. Like, we're 31. What are we doing? So let's get into this situation. Because, you know, me providing vague information doesn't help anybody. So I'm going to break it down for you. So I covered a situation last week in which two people who had come to the end of their relationship on different terms. Um, so the, the situation continues. <laughs> so the situation continues. This time they decided to go back and forth on Facebook over a status that the man posted. So I'm, I made up names again, so it's going to be Jess and Kevin. I know I changed it from the last time because it was so fucking confusing. So J Jess and Kevin. So Kevin posted a status on Facebook about being, you know, going like being petty or being nice or something having to do with, you know... You know, you get, you're nice and you get shit on whatever. Something stupid like that. I don't remember exactly because I heard this story on Monday and we're now on Wednesday and I didn't write nothing down. <laughs> so they started going back and forth on Facebook and it was because she laughed at the status or whatever and he called her out on it. 
So now they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, everybody's getting, everybody and their mother's getting notifications. And my friend Alex is like, all right, take this down. Because, like, you know, people are trying to just be about their day and this is what you're doing. Like, do some private. Which, you know, we're at that age where we shouldn't have to tell each other to do shit in private. We should just do it. Okay? Like, we're almost 35. Going on 48. Okay? We don't need to do things that you have to have 20-year-old energy to do. Okay? You have to have 20-year-old energy with nothing else to do with your day to go back and forth on Facebook. All right? We don't need to do that. We don't need to do that anymore. Like, talking shit on Facebook or showing how petty we are. Like, let's just be petty behind closed doors. Nobody needs to do any of this extra shit. Nobody needs to fucking figure out why why is this happening? Because that invites so much more people into your business than is necessary. It needs to stay between you, the other person, and Jesus Christ, maybe. Or Satan, whatever you believe in. Or, you know, Ganesh. <laughs> like, whoever. Whatever deity or whatever you believe in, just keep it there. Fucking into some stones. Blow into some stones. Talk into your voodoo doll. Like, you know? We're doing all this crazy shit and put it on Facebook. That's everybody sliding in the DMs like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Why is this happening? Or being nosy and asking the female what's going on. Or being nosy and asking the man. But men don't really speak, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Men don't really give out their information except one I know who did this on Facebook. (laughs) Like, sad season is making people do fucked up things. Like, can we get to spring so everybody wakes up and is like, oh, yeah, life's pretty all right. Like, instead of, look what this motherfucker did to me. Like, no, 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 no. Like, just communicate better. Communicate better on your own. Don't have an audience. You don't need an audience for that. Don't need it. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I already found my... uh episode title. So that was good. But, you know, I'm tired of, you know, here's the thing. So I hate when people ask me, like hit me up asking me or saying that I, I assume you know what happened. Bitch, I don't keep tabs on people who don't keep tabs on me. I don't keep tabs on people who are not friends with me. I don't keep tabs on people who are not in my life on a daily basis. And I don't go asking other people how other people are doing if they don't want me to know. So no, I don't know what's going on. Why don't you just fucking tell me yourself? I love how people think I'm that nosy anymore. Like, I'm really just trying to work on my own shit. Did I not just tell you what I'm going through? I'm going to be pursuing a master's degree and working from home? Fuck out of here with your assumptions of me knowing things. As if I have enough free time. I've had enough free time last year to contemplate what my next move is going to be because I'm still not done with that medical billing and coding course. And now I've just added another fucking piece of work to do. How about we don't assume that I'm a busybody anymore? Because once 30 hits, we don't have time for extra shit. When 30 hits, we're trying to find like families of our own. Like we're trying to have kids of our own. We're trying to have drama between a husband and wife. Not a boyfriend and girlfriend or ex-boyfriend and girlfriend. We try to get to them long-term goals where we're on our way to engagement town. Leaving, you know, Dramaville and stupid assholeryberg behind. Yes, stupid assholeryberg. You heard it. 
I'm trying to sit with my forever person and watch fucking Bob's Burgers on a Sunday while we have tray tables set up eating food, talking to each other about dumb shit. I'm not trying to be fucking, oh, I assume you heard what happened. Bye. Don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you, okay? I don't want to hear that shit anymore. You're fucking crazy. Everybody's getting divorced, too. Everybody's getting divorced talking about, I assume you heard what happened. What? No. Who are you? (laughs) I assume you heard what happened. That's like the worst thing you could say to anybody, especially someone that you decided to block out of your life. Like, how dumb are you? Once people start blocking you and stop talking to you, I don't keep tabs on shit like that. And I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) But like, you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, the future is definitely bright. I'm only 31. I'm still pretty young to be, you know, sorting my life out. I wish I'd have done it sooner, but you know, you can't compare your life to anybody else's. You just have to try and be better than you were yesterday, which is something I keep hearing from this stupid bitch in her workouts and damn it, it's sticking. (laughs) But I really think, you know, the worst things I've ever had happen in any relationships have already happened. So I feel like nothing I say or do at this point is going to wreck anything for anybody because I have my blunt relationships now because in my 20s, I used to hold my tongue. Once you get over that 25 hump, it's kind of like, all right, we're on our way to 30. How can we fuck up or fix whatever relationships we have remaining and then realize if those people are actually permanent or temporary in your life, which is what you really should be doing. Figure out who is permanent and who's temporary. Make a list or don't. Keep Keep, you know, try and retain some of the information you've had in conversations in the past with people and then decide if they're worth keeping. Because the bean hater told me some crazy shit last night about someone who he thought was a friend of his for five years who, you know, pulled the rug out from under them when they needed help. Like in a pinch, like within the next three months needed help. And that guy and the guy or gal, whoever, I think it was a guy he was texting was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work what? You can't do that. My lease is up in three months. Like that's that type of shit. That person is so temporary. Like I have friends that are locked down for 10 years, 10 years plus. Okay. And that's all I have left. And that's all I care about because who knows if I'm going to make any more friends from 30 to 40. All my friends I've made in my young ages and I've kept them around. Some people I'm just Facebook friends with because that's all we've gotten to. But at least we've had deep conversations as well that I know if we saw each other in public, it wouldn't change. So I'm just glad I have who I have in my circle. And, you know, if y'all are lucky enough to accept me into your circle or me to accept you into my circle, let's keep it pushing and motivate each other and be ambitious together. I can't have friends that have no motivation to to do something extra with their time or do something better. I don't have time for it. My friends, I think, are all where they need to or want to be, and that's fine. That's where we're at. That's what we're doing. I probably will never stop learning. Maybe I'll get a PhD. Dr. Fonseca. That'll be so dope. Like, let's get this money. Let's get these, let's get this education. Let's do it. I'm not going to tell any of my people not to do something. Like, let's go, Alicia. Let's get this doula shit going. Because she's been working on that too. Let's go. Branching out her business, building her brand. Everybody's got to do that. Everybody. Just like with this podcast. I've been doing this consistently and this shit is growing. I just hit today 2,500 downloads, which is fucking fantastic because this thing is not even two years old. July makes the July makes two years of this podcast. 
which my God, I can't believe I've been talking for however long I've been talking for two years. <laughs> but like you guys let me in. So, you know, super excited, so excited, so grateful that you guys are spreading the word. Spread that word more, spread it further. I'm in other countries too, apparently. I'm in Australia. I'm in the UK. I'm everywhere. It's crazy. I'm on so many different music directories. It blows my mind that one person, me, me, a 31-year-old female doing this out of her home, not even in a studio, but puts in the time and effort to like, it just blows my mind that I was able to do this for this long. Like, I can't even believe it. And I'm not even trying to toot my own horn or anything. I did not think that I would be where I am right now, which is doing this podcast for you almost two years later. July will be two years. I'm five months shy of two years. That's crazy, dude. But I'm very excited. I'm hoping this thing picks up. Like, let's do this, guys. I can't do this without you. That's what I need. I need you. You guys are the wind beneath my wings or whatever. (laughs) But yeah, we've hit 2,500 downloads. So we got this. It's only getting better from here. I can't wait till we reach 3,000. That's insane, dude. 3,000 downloads. Oh, God. (laughs) But um, all right, I think I'm going to go eat lunch because I'm starving now and sweating because I turned the AC off so that it wouldn't make noise in the background because I'm trying to make this better. I know the fucking fridge was super loud in the background because I could see the wave, the wavelengths on the fucking podcast, but I love you guys. And uh, I'm going to keep doing this for you the way you keep doing things for me. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on uh, iTunes, Spotify. Well, it's Apple Podcasts now. Uh, Spotify. uh, I think it's on Google. I think I'm on Google. I don't remember. I know I'm on Amazon Podcasts, uh, Zencaster. I might try doing video and see how that goes. Um, I think that might be the next aspect I add for when we hit the two-year mark. Um, maybe you guys will be more, you know, excited to see my face. I got to like, I found like in um, TJ Maxx or Marshalls, I think Marshalls, I found like mini ring lights. Maybe I'll do that. So at least it'll look okay. And I got to get like either a green screen or figure out where my background's going to be. But I'm going to try and do this better because I want to be better for you guys. And, um, well, that's it for me. And, you know, keep it classy or keep it cuckoo or, you know, let's get it. Let's do it this year in 2021. Love y'all. And um, I'll catch you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>